rien. Déjà vu. Déjà vu. That's how they did. Eclair would have been nice for the chocolate mousse, but chocolate mousse suits him better. No, chocolate mousse is perfect. <laughs> chocolate well, mousse. So whenever I hear or think of chocolate mousse, I think of um, Cat in a Hat with Thing Two being chocolate thunder. Was that in the Jim Carrey one? Yeah, I have no idea what that reference is. That's that was with the um, the original Cat in a Hat. Yeah, the cartoon? The, the or book? The, not, the cartoon the movie. or the Jim Carrey movie? Not the Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is a. Uh, the Grinch. Grinch. Oh, who played Cat uh, Myers? Oh, Mike it was Mike Myers? Myers? Yeah, oh. it was Mike Myers. And he was like, Chocolate Thunder. Yeah, I've never seen this. Episode. I guess I just repressed that movie because I don't. It was kind of bad, but then at the same time, like, just something to watch as, in the background as a pastime. It oh, was. Okay. Did you have background noise? <laughs> Oh, that, thanks. <laughs> it's my cube, but it clicks. I was kind of afraid. You're going to fidget the whole time. I am going to fidget the whole do time. The, do the, so find the thing on there that fidgets that doesn't make noise. Yeah. The circular one? No, they all make noise. The metal ball one. The big metal ball? Yeah, ball doesn't make noise. If you press it, it clicks, but if you just roll it, it doesn't. Does the one that smooths back and forth? Yeah, yeah it has noise? like a zzzz. I mean, just the plastic rubbing against each other. This yeah. one's got this yeah, built-in. Yeah, this is just natural plastic on plastic action. Makes me think of a... A joystick. Joystick. Your hand? No. I don't want to, It won't sit even on the rug, so... <laughs> Which is why I'm holding on to mine, too. Well, get out of that floor and hit that rug tonight. Do you know that song? Did you get to that point? It was like two weeks ago. It was a week ago. It was a week ago. It's definitely two weeks ago. A week ago. It was totally a week ago. So you didn't see anyone or two people dressed as a cow. I don't remember a cow. Dressed as a cow. (laughs) Well, they were. Well, that scene was so awkward. I thought the actual cow in the little rubber boots was so cute. I thought that was adorable. (laughs) The wolves like flopping everywhere. Like, <laughs> was it an actual cow? Yeah, it was an yeah, actual cow. was wearing like rubber like rain boots. And then it has hooves, so like the front parts, like they flop in. And then they just like flop out every time it walks. It's great. <laughs> it's so cute. And the spots, it's a spotted. Yeah, it's a spotted cow. got like cow. perfect circles. Yeah. <laughs> like it's such an obvious like fake cow. Mm-hmm. If you were in the military in charge of, yeah. why are there cows at the prison? It's their way to get milk. No. I don't know. It seemed weird to me that the that there would be a need to have cows grazing on the land at the prison. It didn't make any sense to me. And what else are you going to do with that empty land? It's not for the prisoners. Did you see them plan to break into the prison? Here's an image from reference. Like that's the famous image from this movie of that cow. I had no idea. So. Like it's on the, the poster spots. and the mm-hmm. box for They're the movie. Spots. It's like it's like they found like an albino cow and just painted, painted spots it. on it. But uh, look at his feet, his shoes. Did you see Hillary reunite with 
The Torch. I don't think so. Did you watch enough to learn that Hillary was stranded on a desert island for a while? I vaguely remember that. Do you remember the bookstore scene? Why, why are we spending this podcast asking me what I do and don't remember? Because you're the only one that didn't watch it. you're the one who it. didn't watch the Oh, whole you guys thing. talk and I'll chime in. To be fair, I'm on your side because I forgot a lot of it. So uh, until we start like talking about it, I can't. Like, I, can't, I don't remember the book scene. I don't remember her being on the desert island. Jeez. But I was doing work. I was doing other stuff while watching the movie, so. See, this, this is where your lack of dedication really yeah. comes to. I mean, I was watching it and doing work at the same time. Yeah, I can't do that. I'm not very, if I'm watching a movie, I have to like really pay attention to pick up the details. Oh. Like, this movie's nothing but details. I know. That was my fault. And then, because well, I thought we were going to do it like the day after, so I was like, oh, I'll be fine. And then it never worked out. Maybe we shouldn't do this today, then. Maybe you should all watch it again tonight. Uh, the pay three bucks for it, I guess. Well, I mean, the internet. Yeah, I could do that too. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's like Bill and Ted, though. Like, I don't remember much about that movie, and we still. Bill and Ted's terrible. Yeah, it's a terrible movie. This is not but... terrible. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was kind of bad, but. That's wow. just me. I thought it was interesting. You only like one It was movie, cheesy. It was, it was very... Last <laughs> like the pizza? Raiders. No, I like Christine. Okay. And Raiders. And you only liked Raiders. Yeah. And Christine. I think it's just not my type of movie. Like, Have I'm, you seen I don't, it? I don't, think, I don't think we found Airplane, out what no. kind of movie You're gonna we do like. like She's going to hate Airplane. Like, what makes Top Secret good? Like, I guess help me understand that. It's just really funny. Is that it? That's it. It doesn't oh. need it's to be It's ridiculous. That yeah. Is that what makes it good? Yeah. yeah. Oh, see, I don't understand that. Like, the, <laughs> like it's like... Like the um, random humor? And like it's the like... prop humor, I guess that'd be called? What this, what this movie helped establish is what turned into garbage comedy. Maybe it that's turned what it into, is. <laughs> no, no, the, the, this, oh. is, this is like the... What the foundation of, of, of this type yeah. of movie. This is one of, if not the oh, okay. best. But everything that came after it, so like... These same guys put together, uh, shit, I just forgot, the air, we just said it, Airplane. They put together Airplane, they then did this, and then they did Naked Gun, which are all these types of, of ridiculous comedies, these uh-huh. over-the-top comedies. They're not slapstick, they're, they're very highly orchestrated yeah. weirdness that is just prevalent in every single scene. But it's humorous for various reasons. Yes, and they had very specific rules about it too. Where if it, if something funny was going on in the foreground, then something serious was on. It was always serious in the background, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So if it's serious up front, it's funny in the background. And they're the only ones that I think can do that so successfully. In this movie, they do it a ton. And the one that always stood out to me was the pizzeria scene, where like Nick and Hillary are having a serious conversation about. You know, he needs to get out of here because, like, he's an American rock star. He's not a rebel fighter. He, he's not meant to be part of the resistance. And in the background, people are just pulling the cheesiest slices of pizza feet, if not tens of feet, away from the pie that it started from. And in the background, it just keeps growing and growing. Mm-hmm. And growing. So, like, literally everybody in the restaurant is pulling these, like, just winding up these incredibly long strands of cheese. Yeah. Just it, it, But 
nothing's said about it. No one recognizes it. Everybody who's in the scene goes, yeah, that's just what happens here. Like, there's never a moment where someone goes like, what the fuck? Never. Yeah. It doesn't happen once. None of it's ridiculous to them. It's only ridiculous to us. That's like the entire movie of Airplane. Yeah. With the blow-up pilot, with the... Airplane was such a confined space, though. This is like in a real-world kind of scenario. At least it felt like that to me. Because I watched Airplane like right after watching Top Secret. Because I was like, yeah, Airplane's great, but that's constant. And that, because they're in a contained space, can't do that separation, really. Don't they do it when they're at the uh, pilot's house and then at the control tower? Yeah, they do it in a couple of scenes. This movie's nothing but it. Nothing but that separation. Um, the um, following, like, Naked Gun and Airplane 2, which, if you haven't seen, is essentially the same exact movie again. Like, they made a sequel that is almost identical to the same movie. The, the only difference is, is that it's a space shuttle, not an airplane. And it's, it's got William Shatner instead of Robert Stack. Like, it, it, Does he still say, good luck, we're all counting on you? Yeah, good. he does. Um, the, diff- the, the story in that one is that there's a bomb on the plane and it was put there by Sonny Bono, um, who's on his way to a moon treatment facility for erectile dysfunction. And he's so embarrassed and upset by it that he decides to blow up the space shuttle on its maiden flight. Like, it's the first commercial, like, you know, flight to the moon, basically. And they're like, yeah. It's all the same people. They all, like, basically dress like it's 1980, but it's it's supposed to be in the future. The future. And, and Shatner's unhinged in it. He's unhinged. He is shattering it up like nobody's business. And then he has this he has this great like freak out where like <laughs> some of it I'm like, I bet it was very cathartic for him to actually do this, because there's this one scene where he just is in he's on the moon in the moon base, like giving instructions to the shuttle. Because basically the thing freaks out, it's got a howl like computer in it, and it they they at the same time that this guy's gonna blow it up with a bomb. The computer goes nuts and tries to kill the ball. Like, just completely, not, yeah, not even close to the same. And it decides to fly them into the sun. Hmm. So that's, what it, that's what's going on the whole time, basically. They're flying headlong into the sun. And Shatner's on the base, and he just starts freaking out about being on a moon base. Like, he's like, there's so many lights and buttons and dials and knobs and switches and all these lights, and they're blinking. They're always blinking. I don't know why they're blinking. No one ever told me why they're... He just starts going off about all these blinking lights in like a space station. I was like, that's essentially the set of Star Trek. So yeah, mm-hmm. it was probably very cathartic for him to freak out about it. Um, but after those, what happened is like Naked Gun 2 and a half and Naked Gun 33 and a third start getting more ridiculous and more slapsticky and not necessarily as, as refined. And then other people pick up this mantle and start creating really shitty, like, uh, uh, not like just over-the-top crappy comedy movies. Like disaster the movie. Disaster movie, movies. epic movie, superhero movie. It, those are all from the same guys who like would love to be the guys that did mm-hmm. Top Gun, or Top Gun, Top Secret. Um, <laughs> I was like, wait, But they, just, they, they do garbage versions. And there were other ones in between that kind of led up to that. The entire, uh, uh, what the hell is it? The uh, Scary movie? The Wayans Brothers one. Scary, yeah, scary, scary the entire movie. scary movie series is, is that. Like, it's... It's pop culture references. It makes no sense. It doesn't really mm-hmm. doesn't really tie into the story at all. 
the reason I like Top Secret so much is because, and we were talking about this before the podcast, like every single scene starts at a reasonable level and just ramps up to absurdity. And then it comes back down to the ground because it hits on the story next story point. So, you know, he goes to dinner and it ramps up where they invite him to sing and like the whole like a little mm-hmm. German thing and like all these little things and it just they just start going crazier and crazier <clears throat> to the point where he sits back down at the table, dinner's being served, and it's the flaming hog balls that he had no idea were ordered for him. Yeah. That's just it's like what okay. You know, it's, it, it just goes like that. And then he ramps up and comes back down. And then, like, you know, he gets into the prison. And then they don't torture him. Well, they torture him, but they then kill the priest, you know. And then, and then it's basically, oh, it just, all right, back down to normal again. The priest actually is speaking Pig Latin. Yes. I had I yeah. subtitles on. It so it great. just said, like... Pig Latin, a lot of gibberish. Subtitles are great. It was a lot of gibberish, and then, yeah, he was doing Pig Latin, saying, like, uh, I'm about to go into the electric chair and fry. In Pig Latin. And then he gets killed. He gets fried. Yeah. He gets fried. Um, even the, the very beginning of the movie with the, the spy on the train, the spy is actually a crazy famous, like, actor. He was in Lawrence of Arabia. Like, he's a crazy serious actor. No idea how they got him for this. No clue. But he did it, where he picks up fake dog poo, and gives it, tries to give it back to the other spy, and he's like, "What funny dog poo?" It's probably kind of like how they got all those famous people to do. Um, this is the end. Have you seen that one? I've seen that, but yeah, like, and there's like, like that one I get though, because like it's very famous people trying to get very famous people to do it. But this was like these guys are from Milwaukee. Are they not you know? well known at this point? They're, they, I mean, they're they're known because of Airplane. Oh, but not well known. Not well known. Before this was the Kentucky Fried Movie, which got them Airplane, and then Airplane let them do their passion project, which was top secret. And then they were like, okay, we got to make money again. So they, they took the, after, I think it was either after or before top secret, they did a TV show called Naked, or, uh, The Police Squad, which was Leslie Nielsen doing a comedy police procedural, hmm. which is what Naked Gun turned into. Basically, they did it, th- that show... Uh, I think they only did six episodes of them. They're all amazing. They're all hysterical. And then it basically it got canceled before it ever really got any traction. And they turned it into the movies. Or at least the first movie. The first movie is essentially a really big police procedural for Naked Gun. But just using the same comedy philosophy. So the spies on the train, that ratchets up. First spy on the train, he takes out one of the... Nazi Soviets hmm. in this movie mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, the big scary one comes up and is starting to chase him down and the bridge is coming mm-hmm. to go over the train okay. and he's like just ducks and the guy just passes right through the train because he's so mammoth and huge and just again just keeps heightening and then he jumps off the train and gets away and that propels the rest of the story forward like most of those kinds of crappy comedies like the Wayne Brother ones and the disaster movie ones there is no plot. There is no story. It's just a series of vignettes of funny things that they think are really funny. This this holds true to the story as much as possible. And there's actually character growth and decisions. There's arcs in it, which is insane. I think the second scary movie actually had a plot. Whichever one they were trapped in the house had some somewhere had I think the Might most is. plot. 
The My Dibs one? With the yeah, with the little, with the little tiny hand. Because they were all I think trying. I think that's to, number two. Was it? Because they were all trying to get out of the house. There was some semblance of plot in that one. Yeah. All the other ones, no, there's absolutely no. No one. idea because I haven't wasted any of my time. <laughs> they were those. hilarious when I was like eight. Right. Young. Yeah, that's what they're. Maybe geared twelve, to. probably twelve. They're geared. They're geared to pop culture at the moment. <clears throat> Whereas this is not. Fucking Charlie Sheen's in multiple of them. He has been relevant in ten three years. Three and ever. Uh, three and after, I think. Yeah, he's been relevant in years. <laughs> So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, uh, to me, it's one of the best. I mean, I don't want to go through it beat for beat, but I'm doing all the talking here because mm-hmm. one doesn't remember it, one didn't watch it. <laughs> what? So what was your favorite scene in it then? My favorite scene was when he went, he was going to get dinner, and then the guy was like, oh, you need, is a suit and tie kind of place. So he went in to get a suit, and in the like the background he's just naked and then keeps going back and forth and then he's just eventually getting dressed up in a tuxedo it's a full tailoring he's outfit like, yeah. he's like getting yeah, fitted yeah full they're like, like what? that was insanely quick why what? it's re- yeah if you're not paying attention to it you don't even see that happening in yeah. the background I remember. but that's again that's the ridiculous thing in the background in the foreground it's just the general and his favorite singer from russia getting seated at their table mm-hmm. like it's 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 a nothing It's true. Uh, that I, that's a good one. I I have a tough time picking my favorite from what you remember. What I remember, <laughs> the cow. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I think the cow, the cow was her favorite. Yeah, yeah. you're all about the cow. <laughs> I think it caught me off guard for a second because I I think I must have missed the part where they agreed to dress up in the cow costume. So I looked over. I'm like, where's the cow costume? And then I'm like, wait, is it the one with the slippers? Like. <laughs> And I was just like fixed on that entire scene. I was like, okay, you got me. And I, I really like Cal, so you know, that's why. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a cow heavy movie yeah, the, for a particular set of scenes. It's very cow heavy. There's like dozens of them. The, um, during the planning of the break into the mm-hmm. prison, again, it's the perfect ratchet up. They start with like they're drawing in dirt. So like, okay, great, we're here, and then there's this road here, and they're just draw, literally drawing in the oh, dirt, yeah. and as they keep going, it progresses to a full-scale model of the prison <laughs> with a little toy cow that they, okay. they move along the path, like a train <laughs> guard comes down, and a motorized train goes by, like, yeah, and then we hop on the train, and we get out of here, and this the train comes right by. Like, it just, every little moment just goes from, from the most basic thing to this most elaborate, crazy, ridiculous, over the top thing that it's just there's this whole scene there. I like that one because it just that one's such a microcosm of mm-hmm. everything that happens in the movie. Um, from what you saw, was there a scene you liked? Well, the ending is keeps popping up because I just we just watched it, so <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> well, weird about it. Um, the tongue just scene. the diversity for the '80s, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, no, it was the fucking tongue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had yeah. the same reaction when I saw this. I was like, oh, what the, is this? The worst part is that's going to pop in my head the next time that... You say uh, top secret? No. The next time I'm in that kind of situation. <laughs> I'm just gonna, the next time you're kissing Val Kilmer? Yes. The next time I'm making out with Val Kilmer, I'm just going to remember that and lose my shit. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, what do we think of an, an 18-year-old Val Kilmer? He's handsome. He's handsome. I like yeah. that. And then I looked at like now yeah, pictures. I'm just like, whoa. What happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> he he Steven Segal, but he just gave up. I thought he got um, sick, and that's why he's 
There, there's some of yeah. that too. I don't, I don't know all the details of it, but uh, he wasn't one of the drug heavy ones, was he? I don't think so. No. no I think he just got sick, sick like can't not. I don't know if cancer, but, but like, like disease sick. Yes, disease okay. sick. He, um, yeah, I, I don't know too many details about that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, legit movie star right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Like, this is his first movie, and he carries it without question. Yeah, You're like, yeah, this guy's charismatic. He's enjoyable to watch. He's fun. He takes the serious moments serious, and he takes the fun ones well, too. You know, like, I think my favorite moment with him is definitely the concert where he's performing all the different, like, kind of songs in a medley. And it's just all these random things where, you know, how silly can you get? And it's just every little thing is, like, just weird and silly. Like, he's just walking with the microphone and just keeps extending, 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 like, forever. And you never, you don't really notice it at first, you know? Mm -hmm. Or the one where he's singing about how he can't live without the girl he loves and is almost killing himself in every single scene. And the poor backup singers who are modeled after Elvis's backup singers. Oh, okay. uh, even look kind of look like them wearing the same jackets and everything like that are just saving him from everything that he's doing sticking his head in the oven laying on the tracks the noose uh, but there's that real f- even in that there's this real tiny moment where like they pull him out of the noose and he just keeps singing and it swings by him and he just like gives this weird look to it like oh I wish I was in the noose like it's such a weird mm-hmm. little moment uh, of weird moments you know um, him pulling the girl up on stage and her just fainting, finding her, and him just ignoring her, her. Like, <laughs> just totally. Oh they they're all. Um, this was filmed in England, mm-hmm. which is why Peter Cushing is in it, mm-hmm. and and uh, Alfred's in it, because uh, those guys are just they're around. Just there, yeah. yeah, they're just around. They're like, hey, we need an old-looking scientist. Great, here's this guy who's been in a, a ton of different movies in, in you know in England and etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with Peter Cushing. It was the last movie Peter. Cushing ever did. Oh. Um, and they convinced him to put crazy makeup on his face, too. That's what I don't understand. That, that guy is just an actor through and through. He'll do whatever. Do he wear slippers in this one, I wonder? I don't. And since no one thought the, uh, A New Hope was going to be a hit, Peter Cushing did every scene in slippers. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think he did. Because you see him full body <laughs> at one point. Yeah, so, side, weird, quick side tangent. No one thought Star Wars was going to be successful, uh-huh. so like all the, like, I guess, career actors, uh-huh. like didn't take them didn't take that movie seriously. Oh wow! But this is like eighty two, right? I'm just so like this is it. It's been successful. Well, no, no, at this point, yeah, it's been yeah. successful. But when they were filming New Hope, I think the only one I don't even think uh, Harrison Ford took it seriously. Oh man, okay. pretty sure Kate Fisher was on drugs the whole reading time. Reading that too, you know that. You've never seen the still of her, her coke pinky. No, I haven't seen that one. Go look that up. There's a scene where she puts her hand on, on Han's shoulder and the one pinky nail's really long. And you're like, dude, that's, that's so you yeah. easily snort. It's like, Jesus Christ, Carrie. Well, Jesus. she made so many references to sleeping through the cast, too, oh, during God. New Hope. Like, no one took that movie seriously. And then suddenly they're like... You know, mega stars. Yeah, mega, yeah, massive stars. Um... One of the, the the other scene that's my favorite is basically the everything on the train. So really? at the near the beginning, just you know the the, the German translation you know he's learning is that's not real in any way. Mm-hmm. A pen is not called a Flockmanduk. Like it's, it's yeah. just not. It's like, so fluent. It's a Kugel, it's, it's a Kugelschreiber. Kugelschreiber. It's just insane. I know that one. Uh, the, and then like every little detail of that again is just psychotic. Where 
you know, the manager who has a James Bond connection, actually, he's in uh, Goldeneye. Hmm. He's the captain of the Navy ship that, and like, on a top sleeps with him and kills him in order to get access to the super fancy helicopter. Uh, so uh, he dies in this movie from the anal intruder. Was he? Is he? And then he dies in that movie uh, by being suffocated to death while having sex with with uh, 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 Famica Jensen. So is he the first iteration of Sean Bean? I don't know if he dies in everything, but in everything I've seen him, he dies. <laughs> so kinda, mm-hmm. <laughs> kinda. Um, yeah, he just looks out the window as the train's moving, and this guy's chasing a tree and just jumps and grabs onto it. Yeah, that was weird. And there's no explanation of it at all. It's just, it's just weird. It's this weird thing he sees and that we see, and that's just it. Wow, I have no idea why they moving, did it. Everything else was moving. Yeah, I love that. I think that. that's what <laughs> That's one of the things that's interesting in this movie, too, is they do a lot of, like, movie magic tricks on you mm-hmm. and reveal the trick. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's just great. Like, So, yeah, you hear the train all getting ready to go, firing up the steam, all that, and then the station roll away. Or the dogs opening up the bag and the guy getting killed and it's dog biscuits. Do they do that in Spaceballs, too? I think this was before that, though. Okay. But I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen Spaceballs fall all the way through in a long time. There's another movie that they do that, but with the car. So like, it's just the ha- the front half of a car. You just move the background. And they're just moving a background. Yeah. And they like when they reach their destination, they just like get up and leave, and it's just like the hood of the car with two seats. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's probably not Spaceballs because it was a car, but I can't think. I can't think of what it is. Anyway. With I mean, with Mel Brooks, it could have been like almost every movie. <laughs> It's, mm-hmm. prob- it's probably fucking in Blazing Saddles. Not Blazing Saddles. No, it's Robin Hood Meditates. It's definitely not Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Might be Robin Hood. That's one I know. Like, oh, I'm thinking of the heart. castle, not the car. In Robin Hood Meditates, when the castle gets repossessed and they just stick wheels on it and pull it away. Oh, my God. I don't. Have you not seen Robin I haven't seen it in a very long time. Have you seen I Robin don't remember. I remember watching. I can't remember that scene. At the very, at the very start of the, the uh, movie when Robin Hood gets back from the Crusades, I think is what he fights him. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I think that's what it is. He's back and he gets a like letter that his family's home has been repossessed and he's standing in front of what looks like this giant castle. Mm-hmm. And then like the camera pulls back and it's a small castle but the, the repossessors come and like slap wheels on it and then go like, I, and like it just gets pulled away. <laughs> I love Mel Brooks. So what do we think of the Nazi Soviets' plan? So their plan, to recap it, is that they're going to have this big cultural festival. They're going to invite every big major classical performer to it. They can't get Leonard Bernstein, so they accidentally get Nick Rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> invite them all to this cultural festival, and then at the same time, they're going to use Alfred's tech to mine the Strait of Gibraltar and destroy the entire NATO submarine fleet in one fell swoop, which they will then use as the springboard to starting World War III and taking back Germany. From the Germans? It doesn't seem reasonable to me because, like, to me, that taking out the submarine fleet would be all about, like, we're trying to take over another country somewhere else and we're going to take boats to get there. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But by World War... This was this is set in the 80s, right? No, it's kind of set in the 50s, 60s. We have airplanes at that point. Yeah, like... <laughs> like 
trying to figure out exactly what, how this got them what they wanted. I don't think it got them anything. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm except sure that they just proved their might by destroying the entire submarine fleet. Maybe it's one of those. Maybe I don't know. Because like, if they wanted to use it as a catalyst to start World War Three, shouldn't they have made it so that it looked like someone, like someone destroyed, like NATO destroyed their fleet, so they could be like, ah, uh-huh. time to go to war, like. What are they going to declare war against NATO because NATO lost their subs? I don't know. It's very strange. It didn't seem like it got them their goal, which was to unify Germany. So, yeah. Eh? I, mean, I don't know how that would do it. Yeah. Oh no! It's always lost. bothered me. So, yeah, I've ruined. It's ruined this movie. We lost our subs. From. Guess it's time to go back to East Germany. <laughs> I don't know. Or East Berlin. East Germany. Yeah, no, I was right. Both. <laughs> Both. Germany. <laughs> yeah, that oh. half of Germany. <laughs> yeah. Um, damn it, I had another random question like that and I just lost it. <laughs> Sorry. Went on a submarine ramp. So, would you ever go skeet surfing? Oh, God. I don't remember what that is. I was like in the no? very beginning of the movie. Very beginning. As soon as they find out that Nick Rivers is going to play their festival, they drop in the record. And the first song is Skeet Surfing. And it's basically a knockoff of the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. And they're all surfing, but they're also shooting shotguns yeah. okay. and clay scene. pigeons. <sighs> That's, uh, I mean, I have no balance, so I would fall off the board immediately, which means I'd probably misfire, which is bad. Which they, they show. show a couple times, yeah. Yeah, oh, they yeah. show that. Like, that's, again, one of those things that goes... It starts from, like, people are just surfing and shooting, and it's... As crazy as that seems, that seems Sounds reasonable yeah. by the end of it, because they just... Yeah, they're just, okay, yeah, shoot this oh, yeah, okay, I get it. And then it goes even higher, so, like, the one guy almost falls off, and he shoots, and he takes down a hang glider. Huh. You know, and then and the next like guy falls. Uh, I think he takes down... I think there's something in between. Like oh, was it? The plane, I think, is the, the, the final very last one. one. Yeah, I forget what the middle one is. I can't remember. Oh, you know what? It might have started where they shoot the umbrella. Right. Yeah, they shoot well, the umbrella, like, then they shoot the hang glider, then they lower, shoot the plane. Yeah. yeah, like the one guy's like, ah, and cuts and just shooting down a plane. <laughs> um, at the very end of that, where the whole crowd's like running to go back out again, mm-hmm. there's like this weird old lady in the middle <laughs> of it. There's an old lady in that crowd running with a shotgun wearing like. Like like an Aunt May from Mayberry kind of dress. I didn't catch that. No idea why she's yeah. in there. I did not <laughs> catch that. But she just she's just running. She's old lady running with him carrying a gun. She's gonna go skeet, skeet surfing. Hmm. Skeet surfing shooting. That I came, would never do it. I yeah no not even close. <laughs> if I knew how to swim, I would do it. If I knew how to surf and swim, I still wouldn't do it. It's just too much. If there's no one else on the beach and just the little thing. But I was the only I'm person not... left on the earth. Yeah. And the person pulling the thing was behind bulletproof glass. Yeah, or something. I would go Or they're shooting, shooting from a boat. Like, they're shooting from a boat behind me. That still sounds super off. dangerous, because, yeah. like, guns and boats are... I would just... I would do it separately. I've done um, the flying Surf? Yeah, go ski shooting. Or... It's super satisfying to when you go ski shooting, you hit one of the birdies, and it goes... Poof. I really want to do it. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, yeah that'd be fun. I'd be alright with that. Off but not while surfing. No. Team trip? Team trip. <laughs> Team building. The other really fun one is when you just clip it, but you clip it enough to like make it spin. Mess with its trajectory. So you just oh. watch it kinda like <laughs> That's really fun too. That entire idea of skeet surfing. Uh, after Airplane was a success, the, the writers and directors of it, since they're a group, 
they they would do interviews, but they wouldn't always do interviews together. And every time, like they found out very quickly that a lot of the interviews they asked the same kind of questions, like, mm-hmm. "Oh, what do you like to do in your spare time?" Mm-hmm. Like, "You're a new celebrity name. We want to find out about you." So they would get asked all the time, like, "Oh, what's your you know what's your hobby? What do you do in your spare time?" And, like, and whoever came up with the craziest one, they said would put it in the next movie. So every time they lied, every single time in these interviews they would lie. And one time they went, "Oh yeah, I go skeet surfing." <laughs> And the guy that's in there, he's like, what's that? And he's oh, I just grab a shotgun and I hop on a board and shoot at clay pigeons while surfing. And they were like, wow, that's really amazing. And it got printed. It got put it in the article. And that was the deciding factor. It was like, oh, yeah, no, it's in the, it's in the article. So there you go. You win. We're going to put skeet surfing in the movie. So the top three songs in the United States are skeet surfing, skeet in USA, and then like a skeeting with my baby, and it's like a duet with Linda Ronstadt, like that Nick Rivers is doing. That's funny. And then they show the big concert sign where it's like Nick Rivers with Linda Ronstadt and all these other names, and then time, time permitting Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I it's a problem when when I really like the movie. Because I don't have a ton to talk about with it. I'm just like, yeah, it's good. Just shut up and watch it. Mm-hmm. It's basically where I get to with it. I get like that with movies, too. There's so many little things in it that are just amazing. Like when, they're, when they finally scramble all the guards at the prison, they're just driving in a circle. Yeah. Which is what they did in World War II movies constantly. That's how they would show like, oh, here's all these cars going down the road. They were actually just driving around the block. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just... It just cut you know the footage together so it looked like it was a huge army when in reality it's like five vehicles mm-hmm. instead they pull back and you just see them they're basically going in circles I have trouble talking about movies that I like but I can't explain why I like like how it sounds like like you're trying to describe why this movie's funny I think it's the or like how you like Scooby-Doo yeah like I can't <laughs> explain why I like Scooby-Doo outside of I watched it when I was growing up Right. So it's like just it's a just thing now. iconic, right? But I'm not gonna sit here and be like, so the character of Shaggy is so well written because it really reflect. Because like, no, it's not. He's a fucking stoner from the sixties. Like, <laughs> yeah, but like this movie's a movie I love and watched growing up, and I've taken the time to dissect it. Yeah, but you just said you didn't like have much to say. I don't know. Like, I have much, I don't have much to say it. it besides it's good to watch it, but I, I'm talking about it still, and able to ask questions like, was their plan going to work? No. I guess I misunderstood. And we know. No. Not going to work. <laughs> Wasn't that actually like something that happened in World War II, though? Oh, I don't like, know. Like a whole bunch of submarines got blockaded by depth charges? I don't know. I'm sure that happened like that. a lot, but I don't know. Maybe it was World War I. Maybe it was. There were no submarines, I think. I think there was a war. good history. It's a war that happened in. I just don't know why. I don't think there were that many submarines in World War the uh, other scene that I absolutely love is when they're on the potato farm when they join the resistance and the introduction of all the characters. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to call out a couple of them. So Chocolate Moose is connected to Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's the captain of the freighter that they stole yes. away on. That's right. Uh, and then Deja Vu is in uh, uh, Shakespeare in Love. I've never seen that one. You should see that. That one's funny, too. I but, had to watch that for high school. Yeah, it's so I'm I. pretty sure I saw it. I can't remember. Yeah, he's, like, the one to... He's, like... That guy, apparently, is very tall and a very big dude. Mm-hmm. And and they kind of always had him a little bit back from the camera so he didn't seem as imposing. 
but in Shakespeare in Love, you can see it because he comes out on stage dressed as like, like uh, Juliet's mom or something like that, and is just a massive human mm-hmm. compared to everybody else on that stage, <laughs> which is uh, it's just he's funny in that too. Like he shows up in random stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that they're just doing all their introductions, and it's all just French food or. You know, French. phrases that people know. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, chocolate mousse, that sounds oh, really good. But I love it where they just, they're, you know, they're running one side of the floor to the other and then the other, and then they cut to the third. And the rule of threes in comedy is like on display in this movie. Everything is done seriously once, seriously twice, and then the third time it's ridiculous. And the third time they come across and then do the tap dancing on the floor, mm-hmm. just right in front of the camera. Always love that. Uh, and then chocolate mousse just, when all the Nazi... Soviets break in, and, he's, and he and just, just randomly, shoots randomly and around and kills them all. all but I just teammates. love the dude that comes out and goes, "My man!" Just gives him a high five, and I, that's it. This dude just comes out of nowhere and does that. He's just like, "What the fuck?" Or how one person jumps into the grenade, but then everybody surrounding him just explodes. Explodes. Out the <laughs> all out the window, up the roof. Just yeah. the one guy couldn't break a window. Yeah, he oh, yeah. ruins the he gun. Good old deja vu. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, was that German team that they introduced men? In the like the. Uh, I, you know what? Uh, I, I originally thought it was, it was, but then in high def, I was like, I'm not sure. I think they're men. It's t- it's tough. There's a couple that I was like, I oh, don't the, know. The man ladies. Yeah, the man ladies. They were giving out the medal or whatever yeah. like, <laughs> necklaces to like the people who came to Germany. I was like, those are definitely men, but I wouldn't put it past Germany to have. European women to be like that either, I guess. I think is that is, what? <laughs> again, it was filmed in England, so all that that crowd that they have sing the national anthem is actually singing like oh, the national anthem. anthem of England, uh-huh. and then they just dub over it <laughs> with with this other song that they make up. Did you and read the subtitles? The yeah. subtitles are amazing. It's, it's hilarious. You know, whatever you do, don't try to escape because if you even if you get over the wall, the dogs will get you. Yeah. And yeah, like, it's so just, depressing. It's, They're so happy. About it. <laughs> They Very did a good threatening. job convincing that crowd not to look happy in any way. They were like, hey, this is serious. Like, <laughs> And then just dub it over. Like, it's all like London, but it doesn't look it at all. It looks like kind of run down and interesting. Like parts of London. Some parts, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Never been. Never been either. I love On London. my checklist. London's great. Thank you. You're good to know. It is. Asia's great. Good to know. Yeah. I will be there in two weeks. Oh, I will watch yeah, China. you're not going to come back. We have to say goodbye. Korea's great. I'm pretty sure like I'm going to be stuck there, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Arkansas is not so great. Oh. Where? Arkansas? Oh. So, Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Arkansas. I used to call Arkansas. 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 Because right. I didn't know. Like I just did not know that. That's how it's supposed to be pronounced. So what you heard what them pronounce Texarkana and you were like, Oh that's No, be I just never heard it Arkansas. pronounced. I just saw it like I read it and I was like, Arkansas. That's how I one learned to spell it and two memorized it for I had to memorize the fifty states oh, in grade yeah, school. When you were like a kid. Yeah. I remember ever having that moment, like Arkansas or Arkansas. You used to do the Illinois all the time, because it's Illinois. Oh, uh, if you look at I had yeah. a thing for this. Illinois. It, it's pronounced Illinois, yeah, but it's but spelled it's Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. I mean, on how to pronounce states? <laughs> I'm really lucky I lived in Pennsylvania because how. 
the tangent alarm. Oh. <laughs> How could you go to a kid and say, this is this state, pronounce it, and they look at Pennsylvania. You're like a small kid, but I have no idea how to say Pennsylvania. I mean, I was a small kid. I still didn't know how to pronounce most states. That's true. I'm sure I was there. Um, I just don't remember. I just don't have any memory of. I remember just knowing how to say them. I just came. I was just bored. I was bored, bored, and I bored knew to all know states, how to say Illinois and Arkansas. Ultimate <laughs> patriot. He's politely saying we're going on a rabbit hole tangent. I wanted to give our little Liberty Bell yeah, speaking, some work. Speaking of patriotism, <laughs> it's a speaking Liberty of Pennsylvania. Bell. Um, Speaking of Philadelphia. So, part of why this podcast exists is because I quote things from movies that you guys don't know. Mm -hmm. And this movie I quote often. (laughs) All right, be an asshole. That is when uh, uh, the torch and the other guy are getting dressed up as the cow. And the torch is like, no, I want the back end. Because he wants to put a gun in his side to make him betray Mm -hmm. uh, the resistance. So he wants to be in the back. And he finally, they fight over it. He's like, no, I want the back. No, I want the back. He's like, all right, fine. Be an asshole. And throws the back of the, ho- of the cow at him. It. You know? It's and funny. Then, and then the cow comes and does things to him. Uh, Multiple cows. The pen is on the table. I, I say that all the time. I'll have to finish. And, and the it's fake like German that. around it. Uh, all the time. All the time. Uh, I want to work in. I've been here for 20 minutes already. Because when he's in the prison and he's, he's like writing counting. on the wall and you think he's counting yeah. out days, it's been minutes, you know? <laughs> uh, absolutely love that. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. So I had a question. There's so many. When he was trying to escape through like the vents and like he was going through like the different pop in the tunnels, <laughs> was that where it started? Or like that trope? From like from other movies, cause like I don't know before. actually. That's a good the question. Scene where he's you like, probably didn't see it. Yeah, when okay. he gets when he gets arrested, and is there for twenty minutes, and then they kill the priest. They bring him back to his cell after yeah. torturing. He, yeah, after his, right? the, well, the torturing's amazing because they go to torture him, and they're like, oh, they <laughs> torture is amazing. They can't they torture him. <laughs> they say it, and they go like, oh, I'm not, these guys have never had one of the people they torture pass out. Mm-hmm. They keep them awake for their torture. Uh-huh. And then he kind of fades off and he's running through school trying to figure out when the exam is. And that one guy's so robotic and just, it's like, where have you been? The semester's over. <laughs> oh no, I'm back in school. And I was like, that's his worst fear. Like, because he gets back and he's getting tortured. And he's like, oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. It's so much better to be tortured than to be in high school. High school's oh. awkward. Yeah, I like high school. But he was clearly the popular kid, and like, yeah, whatever. Like, it probably wasn't that tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bring him back into the cell, and then he tries to escape. And how he escapes is that he reaches over to the sink and grabs the crowbar that's there waiting for him. Mm-hmm. There's great, a lot great, of great security. That happens all the time things. in this movie. <laughs> yeah, whatever he needs at that moment to to move things for, it's just there. So he grabs the the crowbar out of the sink, pops open the vent, and then climbs in, and then like falls right out of the vent below it yeah. uh, and then he climbs into the other vent and then his head pops up I think out of the toilet, toilet I forget toilet, I think he went down the and cupboard. then he was like the cupboard, in the cupboard the toilet, toilet. Um, there's a bunch of places you know. I remember seeing this on TV and there's actually one of the ways they extended the movie for TV is that he pops out of every vent in that room 
Yeah. And he pops out of the toilet, I think, at least twice. Like they did that, because I always remember that scene being significantly longer mm-hmm. on TV. And I think they had a bunch of extra things that they did that they threw in for TV, but the theatrical didn't. Mm-hmm. Which leads him to the, the, the pre-Batman uh, meetup with Alfred. Mm-hmm. That's where they first meet, is on the set of Top Secret. And Alfred is old in this movie. I yeah. just think he was born old. I've never seen Michael Caine young. So I did Oh, no, wrong like Alfred. Saying, yeah. Wrong Alfred. It's Val Kilmer's Alfred. <laughs> oh, I think you said Val Kilmer is Alfred. No, and I'm like, no, no, no. he's not Kilmer's old enough yet. Alfred. <laughs> wrong. Yeah, that, the, yeah, the first Alfred. Yeah, wrong Alfred. You know. But yeah, I was like, I forgot that when I watched it this time. I was like, oh, crap, this is Val Kilmer and his like, first ever seen together and then they went on to do Batman like you know 20 years later like Jesus mm-hmm. that's imp- that's crazy um, yeah but I think uh, Dr. Flamond is awesome he seems like he knows what he's doing uh, what was he doing under the bed with the powder Oh yeah, you missed it because he was like, "Oh, they come in to save him," and he he's oh, like, "Oh, I was almost done my tunnel," and he goes and looks at it. And it's basically it's, the Holland Tunnel to New York. Yeah, okay, I remember. It's flawless. Jersey, perfect and beautiful. Yeah, it was Jersey. Yeah. yeah, like that's a still picture they took before the tunnel opened. Like it's that gorgeous in there. <laughs> yeah, everything's just again. It's a completely different level. Maybe I'll rewatch. Yeah, I want to finish it. I actually didn't watch it with Tao, so I'm going to have him watch it with me again. Because it was actually... I enjoyed it. I think he'll enjoy it, too. I think it's like that type of humor. Like, when I think of that type of humor, I think of, like, Pineapple Express, Hangover, Mm. movies by... Seth Rogen and... um, Movies by uh, Seth Rogen, movies by... Green Goblin. Yeah. That North Korean movie. Like, I don't really enjoy those movies. It's not those kinds of movies. Well, it's, I it's really not that like kind that. of movie. I think that's how I associate it with like dumb humor, or like ridiculous humor. This I'm is not, like, well, there's, there's a difference between ridiculous and dumb. Like I, I agree, Pineapple Express has a lot of dumb humor where it's it's yeah. idiots doing idiotic things mm-hmm. in idiotic scenarios. Like it's just dumb humor, but there's it's fun. Okay. This is fun for a completely different reason in my mind because of how ridiculous it is, okay. and it goes to these these heightened levels just it's fun to watch from that perspective just watch going into a scene and then pay attention to everything just ratcheting up to the Mm -hmm. 10th degree uh even the most basic of stuff of them literally looking through binoculars gets ratcheted up Mm -hmm. where they're planning their break into the prison and they cut to that standard scene you've seen a million times where it's like the binocular double circles and then the cows actually hop through it and come on the other side of the glass from your perspective because it's actually not them putting it up to the lens. It's they built a gigantic hoop for the, for the thing out in the middle of the field and then marched the cows through it. But from the movie magic of it is what makes it astounding. And you're just like, wait, the cows just hop. Like, there's so many little details like that. Like, I've watched this movie dozens and dozens of times, and there's still stuff I know I'm missing. Just when they're walking through the pile of leaves... And it's making all this noise, and they're trying to sneak around, and Val Kilmer just turns around and goes, shh. And then it cuts to them walking, and now there's no sound. Like, it's just, they look at the watch, and go, how much, you know, how much time until we cut the gate? And it's the camera's, like, right on the watch. And it's like, oh, it's like, oh, it's three minutes. And he puts his arm down, and he's wearing a gigantic watch. And well, it's, well, what's the point of that? I don't understand There's no that. point to it. It's just the like, ridiculousness I think I, I'm of I'm so it. caught up on, like, what is the point of that? 
that I don't enjoy the movie. The, the point is to be ridiculous. Yeah, There's no rhyme it's, it's humorous. Reason. I don't like it's that. just there. That's not my thing. Like, you, I think I take it too literally, in a sense. or like. That, well, that's why you should enjoy this movie, because it does take things very literally. It's like, oh, in one scene, the, the, this, this watch looks huge to you on screen. Mm-hmm. And then when it pulls back into the reality of the movie, it is a ginormous watch. Like, it's quite literal in its interpretation. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think you should give it another shot and just look Maybe. for... Try to enjoy the craziness it. of it. <laughs> Have you seen, like, Mel Brooks movies? Because a lot of his stuff's also... I can't think like, of... What, else, what, what was it? Spaceballs, Robin Hood, Men and Tights. I saw Spaceballs. I didn't like it. Did you see Blazing Saddles or I've never seen Men and Tights? Or Men and Tights. Blazing Saddles is a bit different. It's a bit different. Um, yeah. The... the this 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 movie to me is much more like airplane and that's it's very much in that lineage. No, but there's like a lot of li- like literal humor. Yeah, there's and, a lot of literal humor. Yeah, yeah, like at the beginning of Robin Hood Men and Tights, they're doing like the credits where it's just a whole bunch of archers shooting flaming arrows, which is like a typical like kind of grand entrance to yeah. a movie. And then the credits end and it cuts back and they were firing over a village and now the village is on fire. Like there's there's okay. a lot there's of a like consequence to the, the yeah. pretty visual or like yeah. but it like literal stuff what's like the point the, of that what's it's the just point it was funny point? okay because well. like you see like <laughs> movies do big grand like entrances yeah. during their do credits. You, do you go to just like comedy clubs and just get pissed off because like well I don't they're think trying of, to make well, me laugh I guess I don't think those a lot bastards of aren't that funny so like people are like oh Dave Chappelle is so funny I'm like I don't think he's funny. have you seen what about John Dane Cook I don't even know who that is like. Go watch John Mulaney. He's up. only funny when he has too much tuna. <laughs> I'm going to forget that name. You have to type it up John Mulaney. Oh, John Mulaney. So <laughs> what kind of comedy do you like? Do you like comedy at all? I like Office. So you like deadpan humor? Yeah. Well, The Office is the only thing I know that I can that that is comedic that I can say I enjoy. What, I don't like okay, Parks what about The yet. Office do you enjoy? You don't like Parks and Rec? Well, I have to get through season one. Don't. Just do your little favorite no, I can't. I have to watch from okay, season well. one. Hang on. Completionist. Anyway, <laughs> what about the office makes it funny? I don't know. It's just I guess well, okay. the relationship of the characters and just how they interact with each other. And I've seen it so many times. The that... character building portion. Yeah, I don't know. Who are those people? <laughs> like I enjoy movies like Raiders of the Lost Ark, Lord of the Rings, like more serious type movies. I guess if you want to call it that. Harry Potter, I enjoy. You're lumping Harry Potter in with serious. Well, I, they kill like they kill at least fifty teenagers in the last one. <laughs> they all die. It's weird to me that you'd be okay with that level of fantasy, but not ridiculous. No, but I don't like. I mean, maybe I pick and choose my movie. I don't like Game of Thrones as much, and that's a fantasy thing. There's a lot of like pol- air quotes like Game of Thrones is also very political. Maybe it's just movies that like not like I either grew up with or. I read or yeah, maybe it seems like you prefer to smirk than laugh. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I think uh, with, with with movies like this, again, I think I'm just so caught up with asking the question, "What's the point?" And then, like you said, there is no point. Right. But I can't funny. get past that right now, and I don't know how to overcome that. That's a tough one to overcome, particularly yeah. for this type of movie, because. Yeah. The point of it is to do something ridiculous and, and yeah. make you enjoy it. And yeah. if you're not on board with Maybe it... Maybe I'm just then, too serious about it. Yeah. Yeah, because that's kind of common. So, that, so I know in the end it's like my my own, I guess, flaw, if you want to call it flaw. But... Preference? 
I don't know if it's preference trait. or flaw or trade. This is how you view it. Trait. I don't know. Yeah. It's but, how you interpret it personally. So I'm probably not, not going to enjoy these types of movies until one day it clicks. Like The Office, I hated it when I first watched it. But then I gave it like three, four years and it clicked to me. Eventually you were it, like, yeah, eventually. oh, Jim Face is actually hilarious. I got over the first season. Well, the first season of that show is bad too. Yeah. But I got, like, so that's why with Parks and Rec... I know I'll, I will probably enjoy it when I get to that point. I'm actually really surprised you don't like the first season of Parks and Rec because Parks and Rec started out as like an office clone kind of in air quotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the yeah, first season I is very much the office, but in it's probably because I don't a government. Building. It's probably I don't know those characters yet, it's and okay. like I haven't given them that chance yet. They all kind of change. Yeah. You know, bits and pieces. <laughs> So, I don't know. It's going to be a challenge for me. Hmm. I'm not going to not watch them if, if, if it comes up in our podcast. But just know that's where I am with those types of movies. So you know I really want to do like Robin Hood Men and Tights. <laughs> Wait, did, man, did your man watch it? He did not. Did you I watched man? it here. That sounded so yeah. sassy. So I was trying to be. Did your man watch it? I don't Today know if he, like a well, I don't, I don't know if he <laughs> yeah, knows it about it because I was like, oh, this is our next podcast, Top Secret. He was like, oh, what's, the, like, what's your next movie? I'm like, Top Secret. He's like, so what's your next movie? And I was like, oh. He's being funny. He's being funny. Are you so sure? I think I think he would. Are you sure understand. he's being funny or he just didn't know? I no, knowing he, him. Knowing him, it's, he's he's being a just troll. messing with yeah, her. Yeah, he trolls with me a lot. I wouldn't put the past oh, him to true love. like to have not seen us. Yeah. And that's the thing, like he trolls trolls me a lot and I don't like it after a certain point. <laughs> so I think it's just me. See, like, don't, I, I don't st- let him write well, his own wedding vows. <laughs> We're not having vows. <laughs> <laughs> Probably smart. It's but a like, blood oath. Ceremonial knife. Sometimes I just need jokes to just stop. Because like after a certain point, it's like... This is not a movie for yeah. you then, because this, oh, this movie... Yeah. I mean, you saw the very ending of it. it. Literally, the last thing in the movie is a joke. joke. Yeah. Like, these movies are relentless with it. This one is relentless in a way that, again, is heightening... Where the other terrible ones like Disaster or whatever, they're relentless in volume. Mm-hmm. There These is, jokes at least yeah, are, quality. are about progressing the story, I yeah. think, more so than a lot of other movies. Like with that in mind, I, I do want to watch it again. Like knowing it's not like Pineapple Express or the North Korean movie. Yeah, it's absolutely the not interview. a interview. It's not a buddy comedy. Yeah. It is a knockoff of a, of nineteen fifties you know, uh, war movies and Elvis Presley movies. Mm-hmm. You know, where essentially he's an Elvis Presley character yeah, being dropped into <laughs> this, you know, fish out of water kind of scenario where he doesn't understand how that country runs. I Not just from a political perspective, but almost from a social perspective in that how people deal with the fact that the political environment is so mm-hmm. oppressive. So he just, he just can't handle it. He's, he's an American. He has no idea. He at least spent a week in Philadelphia. You know, so uh, I'll give him credit. They are most American the, city. Like why the Liberty Bell now? So, it, you know, to me, it's funny that that you know he's trying to explain America to people, and the only way he can do it is by these like just weird catchphrases of of, of random interpretation. Mm-hmm. You know, going like, yeah, I know about freedom. I spent a week in Philadelphia in grade school. Like that's not <laughs> that's obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I. I don't know. I would say give it another try. Um, this is definitely a movie better with other people mm-hmm. because they'll notice stuff you don't notice, and they'll start laughing, and you'll look and go, "What the hell is going on?" Like, it's it's good that way. 
So watching with Dan is very, uh, very intense sometimes. I think he would love it. It seemed like he would. To me, he would love this movie. It's it's intense because he went to film school, so he has an eye for things. Yeah, this movie will. If he hasn't seen it, it'll blow his mind. I'm the total opposite of that. So when I don't catch things or notice things or do something that he doesn't like, he gets super upset about it. Or he like calls me out on it. I'm like, why well, didn't know? Like, I can't. So it's very obvious. So I think yes, he will enjoy this movie. It'll be very obvious. Like he'll catch all the whatever references and cultural things. And and for me, I'll just be like sitting there, be like, oh, look a cow. Like look a cow with slippers. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, <laughs> I didn't even know their dots. Like the spots were circular. I mean, to me, there's. <laughs> This is a good movie from that perspective because you can take away from it whatever you want. There's so many things going on that the silliness of them just pretending to be guards and marching mm-hmm. into the prison and they then get past the guards, the real guards, and they turn the corner and they are trying to do the Nazi goose stepping and their boots just fly off. Like, it's such mm-hmm. a stupid little thing, yeah. but it's it's fun. And okay. it's just fun. <laughs> you fool, you captured your stunt double. Yeah. I don't know why that's what that made me think of. <laughs> Good thing Robin Hood Men of Tights is not a uh, 80s. Not an 80s I'm just movie. not. I Jesus. just keep like. Wait, is it 90s? I just keep jumping mm-hmm. to. Okay. I think barely. Mel Brooks. Barely, right? It's like 90. Yeah, 90. Probably. But I'm cutting it off. Cutting it off. <laughs> just doesn't want to watch Men of Tights. Yeah, I don't know. To me, there's always something to find in this, this movie, and it's it is an hour thirty on the nose. It is punchy. Yeah, it's- like there's, I mean, we didn't even talk about the underwater fight scene, because oh, so that is insane. Yeah. In and of itself, yeah. that yeah. one from a like you want to, I mean, Dan's gonna love that one from a technical perspective because it is almost impossible to do that well. Yeah. And they did it not just well, but again, it keeps ratcheting up. It's first them fighting underwater, and then they turned out they're in a saloon, mm-hmm. all underwater. <laughs> And then, like, there's other people. Like, it goes, like, yeah. you know, he bursts through, you know, a wall or whatever. And suddenly, like, there's, first off, there's a wall underwater. And it's, it keeps ratcheting up. And it just ratchets up all the way to the point where there's a full-blown saloon with a dozen other people all underwater. Some playing cards. Some doing other stuff. Drinking. There's a bartender. That, you know, like, there's, there's, there's a whole bar set up. <laughs> like, everything is just underwater. This entire scene is this entire location that they eventually ratchet up to, and it just the 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 movie effects of it are astounding to accomplish, and this is a fucking comedy. Like this is a bullshit comedy mm-hmm. that didn't get that great a reception. It's just kind of thrown out there. Uh, Look at my people like me. <laughs> no, I mean I think it just no one knew what to make of it at the time. Yeah, like, like people like me. <laughs> they well, no, but they understood airplane. Yeah. Airplane made a ton okay. of movie, and this this movie did make its money back. But it, they were hoping it was another airplane, and mm-hmm. it wasn't. Oh. But it, I, I don't know why airplane. Like airplanes just airplanes just this other it's thing. Just, yeah, it's its I, own. I think I really need to like watch airplanes. <sighs> should watch airplane too. An eighties movie. I, I think it's think or is it seven? So. No, I think it's 80. Okay. Yeah. We might just have to do it. Could, could we do that? 1980. Um, yeah, there we could, but so much of that is steeped in the 70s. But, I mean, there's tons of references from it, which is what I care well, about. Well, yeah. yeah. Good luck. Because We're all I feel like Don't throughout this Shirley. podcast, like, we've, all, we've talked serious. about airplanes a lot. That's and from so... airplanes? Don't call me Shirley. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am serious, oh. and don't call me Shirley. I know yeah. that's from the office. No, that's from Airplane. Yeah. It's from Airplane. I didn't even catch that. Did you have... Because Michael Scott said it. If you beef the chicken, oh, that makes sense. I had the fish. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, it was, it's like, oh, we offered um, 
right. Beef or fish? And he's like, that's right, I had lasagna. That's what it was, yeah. <laughs> Back to your lasagna love. Does anyone here speak Java? Yeah, and, it, and it's freaking Mrs. Cleaver that comes walking up. It's insane. Um, it's just, that whole movie is just so good. All right. I picked a terrible week to start to quit sniffing glue. See, like this one, Top Secret's a little more subtle than, than that. So uh, that's why I think but I, airplane's very I like it just like... as much as Airplane. But... Except for the beginning with the announcement, like over the loudspeaker. Airplane's very much in your face. Yeah, that's a little more subtle. Like, the, fun, like the whole, um, uh, you know, um, uh, Captain Over, no, the white phone. Because oh, yeah. he picks up the wrong color phone. You know, like, like there's, there's some subtle stuff in it. This Top Secret's much more subtle than that. Whereas, yeah, the airplane's just about being silly the entire time. This, at least, again, you know, really pushes a plot mm-hmm. that, yes, this is a war-torn environment. There's, you know, there's bad guys, there's good guys, there's, like, there's a lot going on. I do want to finish it. I think you should give it a shot. I think you'll like it. I liked what I remember. Well, like, the first half, or that I saw. You're standing up, so I guess we're done. I have to be really bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're done, then. I drank so much water beforehand, and then you're like, podcast. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, let's see if we can make this a usable episode. I think it was a good episode. We talked a lot. It's better when we hate them, though. Well, then stop picking movies that you like. I, I'm trying to keep this enjoyable. <laughs> I can't. All right, Princess Bride. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> If we have to. If, All right, that'll be. In case of emergency, break glass and put it behind me.